welcome to Episode 3 in the AIC Seasonal Video Series, Trinity Tide, The Teaching Season. I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. The focus of Episode 3 is the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for 3rd, 4th, and 5th Sundays after Trinity, and more discussion of seasonal music for all these occasions from the St. Chrysostom Hymnal. Previously in this series, in Episode 1, Part 1, my focus was on the history of Trinity season, the relationship between Whit Sunday or Pentecost and Trinity Sunday and season, and the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Collects, Canticles, Epistles, and Gospel readings for Whitsuntide, presented with 15 illustrations of the first Pentecost. In Episode 1, Part 2, Two, I focused on the collects, epistles, and gospel readings for Monday and Tuesday in Whitson Week and concluded with appropriate seasonal music for Whitsuntide, including hymns about the Holy Spirit. In episode two, the focus was on Trinity season, Trinity Sunday, and the first and second Sundays after Trinity, plus three of 11 hymns celebrating the Holy Trinity from the St. Chrysostom Hymnal. The illustration is a circa 1420 A.D. tempera and gilt-on-panel icon by the renowned Russian Orthodox icon painter Andrei Rublyov, originally painted for the iconostasis at Holy Trinity Cathedral at the Monastery of St. Sergeus, St. Sergei Posad, Russia, northeast of Moscow, and now at the Tretyakov Gallery in Moscow. The collect for the third Sunday after Trinity was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from a later version of the Gregorian Sacramentary as it was used in the Sarum Missal. It expresses church teaching on the merciful nature of God, including protection of his people and the need for prayer. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom thou hast given an hearty desire to pray, may by thy mighty aid be defended and comforted in all dangers and adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is F.X. Zettler, then known as Royal Glass Manufactory Munich, Done in 1846-1847, a stained-glass window of Pope Gregory the Great at the Cathedral of Cologne in Cologne, Germany. St. Gregory ruled at Rome from 590 to 604 A.D. The Gregorian Sacramentary actually dates to the 10th century during the Carolingian Holy Roman Empire. It may or may not have connections to St. Gregory. The original has been in the Vatican Library since the 16th century. The epistle reading for third Sunday after Trinity is 1 Peter 5, verses 5b to 11, the first of the two readings from St. Peter's work during Trinity season. It is a mini-homily on the Christian virtue of humility, but includes one of the most quoted lines from the epistles of St. Peter, a warning in verse 8 on the reality of evil in the world, and also instruction on what Christians should do to defend themselves in verse 9a. The two verses are often quoted by advocates of the discipline of Christian spirituality. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil 
walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith. The illustration is the central detail of a 10th century mosaic of St. Peter at the Basilica of St. Peter and St. Paul in Brianza in the Lombardy region of Italy. The Gospel reading for the third Sunday after Trinity, Luke 15, verses 1 to 10, includes two parables unique to St. Luke's Gospel, the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. The version of the lost sheep in Matthew 18, verses 10 to 14, is not told as a parable and differs in its details. The audience is a group of tax collectors and sinners, plus some Pharisees and scribes. The event happened in the region of Perea, east of the River Jordan, and known in the Old Testament as Gilead, during the winter of 29 A.D. into 30 A.D. The Pharisees have criticized Jesus for dining with tax collectors and sinners. There are also parallels to St. John's account of the I am the good shepherd declaration in John chapter 10. Jesus recounts how a shepherd with 100 sheep would seek out the one sheep that was lost. Jesus delivers a teaching message on the dangers of excessive self-righteousness in the closing verses 6 and 7. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. The illustration is a late 17th through early 18th century etching of the parable of the lost sheep from the Boyer Bible at the Bolton Library, Bolton, England, photographed by Harry Kosuth from the 2018 digital edition of his book, Early Scenes in the Life of Christ. In the continuation of the story, Jesus speaks a second parable of the woman who has lost one of ten silver coins, lights a lamp, sweeps the house, and finding the coin, calls in friends to rejoice with her. The final verse explains the parable. Verse 10, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The illustration is the parable of the lost piece of silver, an 1864 A.D. engraving on wood panel by John Everett Millet in the style of the influential pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, of which he was a founder, from the book Heroines of the Bible in Art by Clara Erskine Clement, published at London, England in 1900 A.D. The collect for the fourth Sunday after Trinity, like the collect for the third Sunday after Trinity, was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from a late Gregorian sacramentary as it was used in the Sarum Missal. It continues on the familiar teaching themes of the benefits to mankind of a merciful God. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou being our ruler and guide, 
we may so pass through things temporal that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a late 19th century stained glass window of St. Gregory the Great, Pope from 590 to 604 A.D. in Stabroek, Belgium. The artist depicts the Holy Spirit as a dove speaking into Gregory's ear based on a contemporary account by an associate of St. Gregory. The epistle reading for the fourth Sunday after Trinity is Romans 8, verses 18 to 23, the first of four readings from Romans in Trinity season. The subject is the present corruption of the temporal world weighed against the benefits through the Holy Spirit of future redemption. St. Paul concludes with this in verse 22 and 23 using the New King James translation. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even as we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. The illustration is a detail of an 18th century Russian Orthodox gilt and temperer on panel icon of St. Paul in the iconostasis of the Church of the Transfiguration, Kiji Monastery, Karelia, Russia. The Gospel reading for the fourth Sunday after Trinity is Luke 6, verses 36 to 42 often called the Sermon on the Plain since it was delivered to the disciples and a large crowd on a level plain, as described in verse 17. It was spoken just after the Beatitudes in the year 28 AD. The subjects are the virtues of mercy and forgiveness and also includes the parable of the blind leading the blind. Jesus concludes the parable with this in verse 2 repeating the theme of the previous parable. Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. The illustration is a mid-11th century illumination of St. Luke with his symbol, the ox, in tempera and gilt on parchment from the Gospels of Otto III, found at the Bavarian State Library in Munich, Germany. The collect for the fifth Sunday after Trinity was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Leonine Sacramentary, the oldest Roman Catholic sacramentary published in the 7th century based upon the work of Leo the Great, who was Pope from 440 to 461 A.D. In the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, printed just after the overthrow of Cromwell's rule and the restoration of the monarchy, the word church was substituted for congregation in the original. 
Grant, O Lord, we pray thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance that thy church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Leo the Great at the Basilica Visirad at Prague, the Czech Republic. The date and identity of the artist were not provided by the vendor. The epistle reading for the fifth Sunday after Trinity is 1 Peter 3, verses 8 to 15a, the second and last epistle reading from the pen of St. Peter during Trinity season. St. Peter offers advice based on Psalm 37, verses 12 to 16, and Psalm 27, verse 37, on the virtues of compassion, the avoidance of evil, and the blessing of others, including this from verses 10 to 12a, which sound very much like the advice of St. James in his epistle, and four centuries later of St. John Chrysostom, Bishop of Antioch and Constantinople, in his Easter homily. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The illustration is a late 10th century illumination in temperer and guilt on parchment titled Peter Saved from Drowning, based on Matthew 14, verses 30 and 31, from the Codex Egberti, now at the City Library in Trier, Germany. It was produced at the Benedictine Monastery on Reichenau Island on Lake Constance in Germany. The Gospel reading for the fifth Sunday after Trinity is Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. The place is the shore of the Sea of Galilee, or Lake of Gennesaret in the King, New King James translation. The time is 27 AD, the start of Jesus' ministry with the calling of the first four, the two pair of brothers, Peter, also called Simon, and Andrew, and James and John, the latter two, the sons of Zebedee. St. Luke also includes in verse 3 an account of Jesus seated in Simon Peter's boat, preaching to a crowd on the shore, illustrated by Gustav Dore in his 1866 A.D. edition of St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible. The reading includes many iconic phrases, which I discuss in my podcast homily on the fifth Sunday after Trinity. The most often quoted is the closing verses 10b and 11, including an exchange between Jesus and Peter. And Jesus said to Simon, Be not afraid, from now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. The illustration is a second-quarter 20th-century stained-glass window by the renowned firm of Franz Mayer of Munich, The Calling of Andrew, at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light, available using the virtual bookstore link at http www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In other illustrations, the scene is often called Fishers of Men. 
My discussion of the seasonal music celebrating the Holy Trinity continues with the next three of 11 Trinitarian hymns, which I included in the St. Chrysostom Hymnal, our collection of hymns, songs, and canticles arranged to easily sung tunes. O God, our Father, we adore Thee, was written by George W. Fraser in 1904 A.D., with an additional stanza by Alfred S. Lozo in 1953 A.D. and arranged to Beecher. O Father of Mercy, be ever adored, was written by Charles Wesley in 1746 A.D. and is arranged to the Welsh tune St. Danio. And finally, Glory be to God the Father, which was written by Horatio Bonar in 1866 A.D., and which we arranged to Sicilian Mariner. The theme music for this series is Reginald Heber's hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, ably played for us on his church organ by Richard Irwin and is available for download from his dedicated web address https colon slash slash play dot hymnswithoutwords.com. I thank Richard for granting permission for its use. Other AIC resources referencing topics discussed in this episode are found in several places on the AIC website. The AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective, offers an extended discussion of this important discipline, including a chapter on Archbishop Cranmer's work in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer in Part 1, Christian Spirituality in the Book of Psalms in Part 3, and in Part 4, a chapter on Apostolic Wisdom of St. Peter and Paul and St. James and St. Jude, including St. Peter's vivid warning of the reality of evil from 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9a, spoken in the Epistle reading for Third Sunday after Trinity. Paintings on Light includes All the Stained Glass Windows by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, including The Calling of Andrew, the illustration for the fifth Sunday after Trinity, and that is found on page 14. These are accessible using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. On the podcast homilies page are links for my podcast homilies for third, fourth, and fifth Sundays after Trinity. The homily for fifth Sunday after Trinity includes a discussion of why Jesus is seated and the people are standing, and also the spiritual meaning of his instruction in Luke 5 verse 4, launch out into the deep. On the Bible study page in the Bible study series, New Testament Gospels, the meaning of I am is discussed in episode 29, and the I am the Good Shepherd and I am the Door declarations from John 10, verses 1 to 27, which are closely related to the parable of the lost sheep, is featured in episode 33 and episode 34. On the digital library page under the Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, second series, the life and work of St. Gregory the Great, whose feast day is March 10th, is the subject of episode 14, 
and of St. Leo the Great, whose feast day is November 10th, is the subject of episode 29. Finally, other AIC resources include the page called Father Ron's Blog, on which I post new information, usually weekly, generally including at least one graphic from our archive of historic church art from both the Western and Eastern church traditions. You can access the page by clicking the Father Ron's blog tab from the site menu at the top of the page or, as shown on the slide, at the bottom of the home page. Once you're on the blog page, I invite you to become a follower by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend, which is placed below my picture on the far right side of the page. You'll be asked to enter your email address to receive notice of all new postings. Thank you for joining me for Episode 3 in Trinity Time, the teaching season. Next time in Episode 4, the focus will be on the 6th, 7th, and 8th Sundays after Trinity and more on the Trinitarian hymns in the St. Chrysostom Hymnal. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.